0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: This is Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC, Featuring the best of the best from today's conversations, observations, and ruminations. Because great radio is still fresh the second time around.
2: playing great. I mean, um, you know, their defense obviously is about as good as it gets, and he had, what do you have, 36, 8, and 9 rebounds. And his defense is getting better and better, too. So, um, he's a a very talented player, and and, um, I would say, I don't know if it shows, but if you watch him in the weight room and you look at uh, all the data that they give us you know he's a lot stronger than he was last year you know he couldn't do a lot this summer on the court or like conditioning you know because of his foot but he did spend a lot of time a lot of time in the weight room and I think that that's paying off too. his numbers finishing at the rim although it's early I believe are much better than they have been in the past and a lot of that's just strength Uh
3: That is Steve Cliff. It's uh, Steve Clifford. Steve Cliff. Steve Clifford, head coach of your victorious Charlotte Hornets last sorry, night. who did you say? Steve Cliff. I've just shortened it down. Um, uh, they, they were victorious last night. Eighteen points down, they rally. Nine points down, the final three minutes, they rally. Force overtime on a Lamelo shot, win the game against the Boston Celtics. Were eleven and two coming in, and he's talking there about Lamelo Ball, who I believe is averaging thirty. I think it said on the postgame bone through his last eight games he has completely made us all forget about a few weeks back at the start of the season when everybody was saying are you worried about lamello Steve Clifford's saying, eh, he just hasn't played. He didn't play a lot in the offseason because of the surgery. And we were wondering how long it would take. Didn't take that damn long. And LaMelo Ball, and people are already trolling us on the text line about LaMelo Ball, which is just annoying. I, I say, this God, all- God, God forbid we have a guy playing
0: at an elite level right now. And I, the stats, there are stats that I'll give you here in a moment that Floyd Mack, during the break, that back it up. What's going I,
3: on? I say this all the time. We have a we have enough players that you can criticize and nitpick and rip in this town. I don't know why some people in our town nitpick, criticize and scoff at the good ones. I don't really get it, it no but um anyways, far I th- I thought LaMelo chased away the trolls last night with that 36, 8 and 9 performance with the game-tying shot.
0: People get obsessed with the turnovers without understanding of he's always going to have turnovers because he forces the action and he plays a certain style if you're just looking at turnovers and not the other stuff then 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 you're you're missing the whole the whole elevation
3: of Lamello. It's not it, the turnovers to me. Usually he's trying to force a play to somewhere. Dude, he is and and this and and what Steve Clifford said, that's actually something I said at the beginning of the season when he wasn't finishing inside It was reminding me of last season's inside finishing, which was bad. I said, he's got to bulk up. He has to get stronger to finish in there through some contact. And I'd be damned if he didn't immediately start doing it. He's at 72% um, uh, within three feet of the rim. Bone, he hasn't been 60% in in any season in his career. Near the rim, he is finishing so much better. The three-point shot bone is at thirty-eight point five percent, about a percentage point ahead of his career pace. um His player efficiency rating is ahead of his current pace. Every stat except rebounding is ahead of his current pace. The shooting percentage numbers are ahead of his career pace. I should say, I believe he's better at running the pick and roll in the half court. I believe Bone that he is as as Walker Mail said on Twitter, he was a lead dog last night. He also showed some freaking emotion. I I, I think you're seeing LaMelo Ball. He's still 22. We forget that. I think you're seeing him grow up and become the true leader of a franchise. And I think we had some people scoff at you using the term superstar. I don't know if I I don't need to put the super there. But like he is. Do y'all not see him getting better and becoming a true number one? That's happening, is it not? I want someone to counter these stats I'm about to
0: give you and tell me this dude isn't a superstar right now. Well, Melo Ball, and we've talked about this on the pregame show, but he's gone up in the last couple of games. He's fourth in the NBA in fourth quarter scoring. He's shooting 54% from the field, 54% from three in Mm. the fourth quarter of games, while also averaging two assists in the fourth quarter of games in 0.6 turnovers. So when the games have mattered, he's fourth at the end of the game, fourth in the league in scoring, Wow! shooting 54% from both areas of the, of the floor, and two, turnover, uh, two assists to 0.6 turnovers. The other guys on this list with him for fourth quarter scoring, number one, LeBron James, number two, De'Aaron Fox, number three, Giannis. He's slightly ahead of Luka, Tyrese Maxey, and Desmond Bain. Elite. Some of the best players and superstars offensively this game has to offer. So sit there That's and remarkable. Tell, me, tell me right now, that dude's not a star. Look at the company he's keeping on a lot of these stats. Yeah, this,
3: tell me! This, tell me. This texture says superstar is rich, but he is improving and might be able to get there. That's my point. My point is just, and those numbers are astounding, he's doing it in money time, winning time. And again, are we are, are we still winning the rate we want to? No. But there's been a lot of injuries. I said it earlier. I want to see this team. You saw what they did last night. I want to see what this team can do if we can ever get a full deck for LaMelo to work with. I, if you look at some of these games, too, Bone, he's doing it efficiently. Like That's one of the things with LaMelo is sometimes in the, in the past he'd put up points, but it'd be volume shooting. Bone. He was 56 percent from the floor last night. Scored 36. Game before, 54 percent. Scored 34. Um, he had 37 He did shoot 43 percent from the floor in that one. In a 65 percent shooting, 32 point night. A 59 percent shooting, 34 point night. 48 percent shooting, 30 point night. His efficiency, which has not always been his strong point, has really been something during this stretch. He's got 30 points or more. Bone. In six of the last eight games, and he's still dropping a ton of dimes setting other cats How up. How are we getting more hate right now
0: than we are positivity towards LaMelo? It's the turnovers. It's the record. They're losing, so the numbers are skewed. I'm sorry. The three-point numbers are skewed? He's shooting 54% from three in the fourth quarter of ball games. How's that skewed? He's doing all he can to carry this thing, man. If you've got a problem with the record, let me tell you what. It goes
3: far beyond LaMelo Ball. It goes well, to yeah, other areas of the team. He's not the problem. Why is he the like why is he getting blamed for our record?
0: I, I it's just it's just it's it's
3: it's infuriating. Like he's not the reason why we're four and nine right the people now. People Injuries stupid. are a big reason, but it's the defense. And if you want to say LaMelo plays a role in that, yeah, I'm sure. I d I do don't think defense is his strongest point. But I just don't understand it. The same thing happens with Brian Burns, it happened with DJ Moore. I don't understand why in this town we can't praise our good players. No one's saying we're going to win the NBA championship. I'm not saying Boney's going to be first or second team all NBA. But, like, y'all aren't excited and aren't seeing growth in LaMelo Ball and him becoming a better basketball player, a better situational basketball player? Are fans
0: just reacting to the record and they're not fully watching what's going on? Are they not watching because they're losing? Are they not watching the games? Is that it? Is that what it is? That, or because we are not the valleys, they're not watching the game. You're, well, <laughs> if you're actually a fan that watches the game, and there are fans on the text line that are, that are saying this, if you actually pay attention to the games, your takeaway would not be about Pomelo's turnovers or this or that or, or Chuck. And you are reacting to looking at a box score, you're seeing a number of turnovers, and you're not taking into account all the other stuff that he did in that game to even give them a chance to win a basketball game.
3: I yeah I I don't know he's averaging 4.4 turnovers a game a bit high yes but he's so high usage he's got the ball all the time um, with this with this team missing so many guys this season I do think he's had to be even more aggressive bone than usual um, but yeah I I don't understand why you would look at no other stats but just look at his turnovers and that just is a is like a a, a, a just non-starter for you i don't get it man the plays he's making well ex- ex- exceeds the mistakes that he's and making he's not on the floor making
0: turnovers it's, down the stretch it's at 0.6 turnovers per fourth quarter that's, that's that means and he's got two assists in the fourth quarter and i'm bringing that up because when the ball's in his hands as much as it is to not have a lot of fourth quarter turnovers
3: Is that not a sign of growth also? No, that's pretty damn important. I I think, like, I don't know. Like, y'all don't think you're watching a guy that is growing as a player at the age of 22. Like, some of these, the degree of difficulty on his finishes inside the paint, I mean, through contact, it's, if y'all don't think that looks different than normal? You don't think his pick and roll ability in the half court, because what was the knock, what was one of the knocks on him when he came in? Oh, just, he's just a fast break player. And you don't think he's getting better and better in regards to pick and roll in the half court and kind of being that guy bone that in the fourth quarter, everything runs through. I think you're seeing steps. And again, I just beg the basketball gods to give us a fully stocked team. And I
0: think the shot selection will get a little better. And I think the turnovers will go down a little bit because the talent around him is either back now or going to be improved talent. He's got Miles Bridges now. He's going to get assist on the break now because of Miles Bridges. Brandon Miller is going to get better and better. So, yeah, his shot selection may go down a little bit, and the points may not be what it is right now. I think you're going to see Omelo go through a crazy assist phase as well here coming up soon because uh, Miller and Bridges are there with him and Mark Williams is there. I think you might see his numbers drop scoring-wise a little bit, but I think the numbers for the assists are going to be up there, and then people will complain
3: that he's not shooting the ball enough. He, he's still at, eight, three, That's a eight, fact. He's at 8.3 assists per game, uh, which is like one assist over his career average. So he's still above his career average distributing as a playmaker, and he scored 30 in six of his last eight. I'm trying to look at some of these texts, Bone. You said people are all over, are still on him, still all over him? Now, uh, this texter says LaMelo is evolving. Um, he's been in the gym and has shown a ton of leadership. This texter says, um, uh, sounds like an exciting team and an exciting player. Too bad I can't watch. And the Bally's thing is kind of a – the Bally's thing kind of is a little snafu for some. Yeah. It's really absurd that an NBA team in 2023 is this hard to view. I recommend really that absurd. you
0: go direct TV stream. Spectrum has – it's still right. Is that
3: – Spectrum? I, I've lost track of the providers.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Spectrum's Spectrum, up. direct TV. There's also other areas you can go. You can go to the game and watch when, it. Spe- when, if Spectrum works, that thing, Yeah, Spectrum, if it's working, direct TV stream, you can go to games or you can just – Look in your neighbor's windows, and hopefully they have the games on. So that <laughs> might be a that. <laughs> Rowdy. That's where we're at,
3: man. Go I find tell your. That's how you watch go find your g- neighbor. Go look in your neighbor's blinds. Bally sucks.
4: Bally sucks.
3: Rowdy says you're letting the trolls get to you too much, Boney. Um, Bradley shooting blank says who cares about turnovers. Um, uh, he just went off in the last six games. He's a franchise player. Yeah, I have always said, Bone, that I feel like we need another guy on his level or even a little bit better. To, to really be a contender and now I'm watching his growth and I'm wondering is he a true lead dog on a on a good, really good basketball team yeah you know? I, I think so I'm not saying championship but a team that you know down the road could be the fourth seed or something can he be the lead dog think, I'm starting to see that in
0: him part of the problem when he goes through these injuries Mac I think it messes with him mentally because remember the wrist thing when he came back way after the fact almost uh, the next season he would still mess with the wrist right or my way. It's still. I don't think. It, I don't think it. I think it was just a mental thing. I think the foot injury, when the year began, he's got to go through a little bit of a trusting his own self process. And I think that for whatever reason, he didn't shoot well against the Pacers. That's actually his last bad offensive game. But he stopped Halliburton. and for whatever reason, in that moment, he just he trusted himself from that point on. So when Lamelo is trusting of himself and his body and where he's at, sky's the limit, man. You just hope that it stays this way and he doesn't have some sort of freakish injury but when this dude's healthy man the numbers bear out this guy's as good as anybody right now man
3: he's playing great man it's fun to see and he makes this team you know uh watchable he makes his team fun to watch uh carter says bold prediction Lamelo will have a 50 point game this season yeah he's he's That's inching up towards 40 to the point where i do kind of wonder now and now and then we'll get the texts or the tweets hey he's he chucked, it he chucked it too much to get to fifty points. They wouldn't do this back in the eighties. But you know, what? <laughs> I don't yeah, know why yeah, the guy Michael Jordan fella never scored fifty and no, got no, celebrated. No, no. Um, uh, no, they'll they'll, say, they'll complain because he had five turnovers to go with fifty three points. Uh, that'll be the complaint about it. Oh, there, I, I think I seem to think that he missed a pass in the second quarter. That was a little too aggressive. This texture says the lead guy on a four seed is the third guy on a contender. Um, guys, I'm not ever going to talk here in the near future about the Hornets being a championship contender. That, that's that's that is so far down the road. Yeah. If they can build a team, Bone, over the next four years, five years it gets to where they're the fourth seed, I will take that. I don't know if you've I don't know if, uh, if folks have noticed the history here, Bone. Uh, the fourth seed would be literally throw a parade on trade and try on. Oh. Like, so uh, pardon me if I'm not worried right now, Bone, about where Lamelo would rank on a championship contender. That feels like an unreachable universe. Good point right? by a texter. It does.
0: Good point by a texter to the the critics and all the the naysayers. Uh, Lamelo, still, despite being around for a while, is just
3: 22 years old. Yeah, that's the thing. Is he's just he? It's natural. He's improving. Yep. Right. He got stronger. I mean, yeah. We, what what is an NBA player's prime?
0: Like, when did it, when does it finally all slow down for them? And they, I, that's like 25, 26, like it would start at 25 or 26. Well, bronze was in 1987 when his career began. I'm trying to think <laughs> of, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think we're starting to, it's hard to judge it. Cause they come into the league so early. So football, we can kind of figure it out easier. Basketball. They're always at that young age. So I'd say, mm-hmm. well, Melo's
3: about to hit his, that 23 to 28 range. Uh, yeah. Like I, I I would still think your best basketball would not be played. Like literally your peak basketball. I would figure most people play 26, 27. Yeah. Like, like literally the best you will play. It's in that. It's in that. So that we that. got time, y'all. We got time. Probably now, 25 to 30 just to be put a high end number on we it. We got plenty of time. He's growing. He's young. He's going to learn the game. And I thought he showed a little emotion, a little edge last night, little, little dog. And I've questioned bone. Is he just out there having fun regardless of the outcome? And I thought last night bone, he really showed he attacked. He got emotional. I thought there was a little dog there. Um, It would be nice if the refs would start to give him some calls. I honestly thought the game tire could have been an n one. I thought holiday bumped him, and they were calling that stuff on us at the other end. I I, I know referee whining is annoying. But that's what I saw. That's why but, I stay away from it n- n- normally. The question—I you know, don't really say a whole lot. Yeah, lately. last week you didn't really go there. Yeah, like I kind of—I I became <laughs> undone last week. The question to me, Bone, is not Lamelo and how is—is is he good enough? But it's can the Hornets get the right people in? Yep. In positions of power, just like the Panthers, and can they construct the right team around them? That's—that's okay. that's my question. Can he do what has seemed to be impossible for
0: a long time, Michael Jordan? had trouble doing this. Can he draw in other star players? Do guys see the way he plays, the flair, the excitement? Does he eventually – it's a player movement era. Does someone, Mac, want to get free from their team and their situation? And does LaMelo – is he good enough? Is this team good enough to actually maybe draw in their – not the exact player, but their Dame Lillard, their Donovan Mitchell. Can they get the disgruntled guy that wants out and be Mm. a factor? Mm. Because you can't just draft, man. You gotta sign free agents, you gotta acquire players. They've drafted a ton, but in terms of getting other stars here, it's been tough. Can Lamello eventually in his prime draw another absolute stud with them? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know.
3: Drafting better would help too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Listen to Mac and Bone every weekday morning from 6 to 10. Instant replay continues with more in a moment. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC, the
4: exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan. McDonald's is not new to chicken. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to
0: your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: You're listening to Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Because great radio the second time around is always twice as nice. This afternoon on The Wesson Walker Show...
5: It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Speaking of WFNZ, it's the 21st Annual Street Turkeys presented by Ram Pavement at the Doghouse powered by Jack Daniels broadcasting live from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. tomorrow. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, TR Lawing, and One Cloud. We work in partnership with the Second Harvest Food Bank of Metro and Loaves and Fishes Friendship Trays to provide meals to families over the holidays and beyond. We are at the corner of Mint Street and Moorhead Street, and we invite you to come donate frozen turkeys, canned food, boxed goods, monetary donations. But if you cannot make your way over there, then you can donate by texting Street Turkeys to 44321. Street Turkeys, all one word. 44321. Four, now, unfortunately, Fiddy is not going to be there with us because he's going to be up in the air about 24 hours from now. He's going to be taking his first plane ride since you were like a baby and you don't remember it. And so you have a lot of anxiety with this flight coming up tomorrow. And it hits you yesterday, and you've been acting a little differently because of that anxiety that you have that is flight induced.
6: So. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's really hit. I'm, I'm terrified. I'm terrified of heights. Um, I've seen uh, was a Final Destination. I've I've, I've seen oh, ha, no. ha, how that 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 played out. Final Destination. It ruined
5: planes for people, but what it really ruined was logging trucks. When you when you see the trailer in the opening scene in I think Final Destination three or something like that. Yeah, logging trucks. Now we're we're getting past the the logging truck and or we're gonna move way on back mm-hmm. to the point where I can't see it anymore.
6: So yeah, I'm I'm definitely nervous. um Yeah, because I'm still not convinced
2: I'm gonna get on the actual plane. Are you an aisle or a window guy on the plane? Which do you like?
6: I
5: I would prefer aisle. It doesn't matter. Mid, middle is clearly the worst. But because I'm a taller individual, I want the legroom that comes at the aisle. The window seat, I can finagle it enough to like make sure my knees can just fit in the corner, yeah, where the where the wall is. but middle is of course, the worst, man. like you just you don't have anywhere to go. And especially when you're on just a normal seat, you're riding economy, you just don't have any leg room, depending on what airline you're on. And so it's quite uncomfortable for a long time.
2: Yeah, and then people try to lean their seat back. I had that happen a couple of times on the flight to Virginia, and I had to just tap them on the shoulder and be like, hey, man, I'm smashing my knee.
5: We've had a couple conversations like this before. If you lean your seat back, I will grind my knees into your back to make sure it's the most uncomfortable plane ride for you (laughs) until you lean back up.
2: Okay. I'm so not playing you, that game. But so you do a different, you take a different route. I do. Yeah. Look, wait. you think we got all the room in the world? That's what do you think? think this is a limit? Yeah. And then they just do it like it's just no problem. And then the guy that I did it to the first flight, he tried to like uh, look at me like he had a problem with it. And I was like, what do you mean? No, that's fine. Go ahead and feel these knee
5: bones right. grind all up in your back. Yeah. Because that's he, what's happening. Yeah, I like that. I like uh, that. Be, I might do that next time. Well, because if, what, what what are you doing? Like everybody has a finite amount of space, especially if you're taller. No, I'm not going to pay extra for an exit row because sometimes they're already gone anyway. So just allow me the little bit of space that I have by you not leaning back all up in my zone. It's a real big problem with that. Um, the other thing is real quickly, I did want to bring this to the text line also. So, I've been trying to figure out a way to reward the people that make big donations. Anything you can do helps, man. So we're going to be welcoming of all sorts of, you know, the $5 donations, the $1 donations. It all adds up to a point where it really matters for people. And you think about it, $1, that might equal uh, one canned good. that That matters, right? A canned good matters a ton to families in need. If you donate a certain amount of money, though— I want to try to figure out a way to reward the people by punishing us. So it's not a punishment per se that everybody is donating whatever they can. It's just people want to see us endure. Maybe just a little bit of pain. Like sometimes it's funny. And if we do that on air, that's going to be a lot funny, a lot more funny. So, a couple of bets that I have. I'm not going to share all of them with you, but I want some people to write in on the text line oh, other other ideas That's for blood us. Let it 704-570-9610, the Carolina Men's Clinic text line 704-570-9610. One of the take or dare dares that I have is Walker has to wear his bee costume for an entire show because I have one that I bought for the Lockdown Hornets podcast. That's a good one. So we could even alter it where I have to go get food in the B costume, whatever. But that's what I have. One for you that Fiddy really liked was Wes has to order takeout on the phone over the airwaves, but he has to complete a bank of show catchphrases before the call is over. (laughs) So that's pretty cool. While ordering from Teriyaki Madness or wherever you might order from, you have to say, that's straight fire. Okay. You uh, you have to say, man, hell no. I got you. Will that complete your order? No. Hell no. Right, exactly. So we could do something like that. I like that. Um, Another one I have is wrap Snoop Dogg's verse on drop it like it's hot, except change it to shrop it like it's hot, Okay, and then wrap something with Shroppy. So those are some of the dares that I have. I have more, but we can see some of the other suggestions rolling in if you want to write them in. Yeah,
2: no thick, doink. We can't do that. Yeah, this is
5: the thing, right? Like, I know I'm... I know I'm opening up the doors here for some weird dares that could be written onto the text line. Have we had any good ones, Fitty, or are there still just too many that you know we can't do? Uh,
6: Picante said you need to paint your face with mayo. Thick Doinks is pretty good where you have to talk each segment in a different accent. Yeah, nah, I'm not trying to
2: get canceled.
6: That would be funny. Well, I mean, maybe Wes could do superheroes because his Bane's really good. Okay, that might be a character. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Um... It's almost like you need to bring back the mystery milkshake for Fitty. No, hell no. Maybe we reverse it and I get to make a milkshake that you ha- that you guys have to eat.
5: Okay, there's one. He'd love that. I like this one. I can't read the first name here. I'm just too worried about the FCC blank rule. But I like this too. But WFNZ Hot One Wings, where you have to
6: eat a wing that gets hotter and hotter as the show goes on. The That's, thing is, is we could one. do the first thing in his name on the air while we're doing the, the wings. Okay, um, wow. maybe you can.
2: Yeah. yeah, no, that's that's a good one. That's one of my favorite ones so far because I'm a huge fan of hot ones.
5: Yeah, yeah I would love that. I think yeah. that's a good idea. Yeah, where's my bike is writing in, too, about my plane uh, complaints. That's not your zone. The text line is about to get lit yeah, with that to hot get take. Kick,
2: yeah, he's trying to get kicked off the plane.
5: That's fine. I paid for a seat that can recline. I'm going to recline. Pay for first class if you need more leg room. Yeah, yeah that, no, right. that's fine. No, I hope I hope that you enjoy... My leg room, like where where my I paid for my leg room. I hope yeah. you enjoy my knees in your back.
2: That's fine. Where's yeah, because we said earlier about dropping dimes. I'm just going to drop, drop drop a dime on you, and uh, I'll get you <laughs> off the plane. So you can go ahead and do all that if you want to.
5: Um, the on air one chip challenge. Yes, we could do that. So maybe we have like a punishment week
2: the following week, or maybe we just try to get all of these dares in before the year ends. Somebody talking about I gotta get a Jimmy Butler wig installed and wear during a Hornets game. I don't think so. That's a bit much.
5: But if you got a Jimmy Butler wig for the show, that would be hilarious. Part of this is I don't wanna you know Emo, Emo Brian would be a vibe. It would be. I, I would I would love a lot of that. So Yeah,
2: you know, that's how it'll be, you know.
6: Tyler Singer, Walker Mayo. where you have to get the jersey and get ugly oh, overnight. Oh, yeah,
2: full Duke uniform. That'd be good. Looking like a Duke player. Take a picture okay. and all that. That would be good. Put the brotherhood on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that
5: would be pretty good. No. All right. So, so feel free to write in some of the dares, some of the, the punishments that we have to roll with, and then we can either have a punishment week. We could just finish some of these things before the year ends. Maybe that's the way to do it. But there are a lot of good ideas already rolling in. On the text line, I did want to get to the Carolina topic that we had. How can Frank Reich keep his job at this point? Because everybody is discussing as this being a matter of time rather than a question of if he loses her job, uh, loses his job. If you look at Frank Reich, you know, taking back play calling duties from Thomas Brown, the offense didn't look any different, Wes. I, it didn't look different really when Thomas Brown had it to when Frank Reich took over play calling duties once again in this past game against Dallas, the offense is the offense, the scheme is the scheme. How how does Frank Reich keep his job at this point? What's a legitimate reason as to why David Tepper might keep him on for a second season? The only
2: thing I would think of, well, there are a few, but it will start with first the offense showing market improvement. Like it would have to be at least 10 seven to ten points better than what it's been and it would have to start immediately to where you could really see some progress and see a real future with him at the helm like that's that's the first thing that comes to mind for me it's just this offense coming out and just really starting to pick it up and it looking like something that you can continue to build on it has to look like the foundation that's what i would have to say the foundation would have to be laid because right now you know, this is a shaky house. This isn't on anything. This isn't on any type of foundation. So you would have to see a foundation being built for something that you could see turning out into uh, something much better. I, I think that's really the only way, in my opinion.
5: Yeah, it's tough. Kevin said, sorry, there's nothing Frank can do to save his job right now. I, that's how it feels. If you look at their schedule, it, it it's not the hopelessness looking at going into this week against Dallas, because we know Dallas has one of the best defenses in all of the NFL. They have a great defensive line, but you know what, when you see who's next on their schedule, they have Tennessee, they have Tampa Bay. They actually have three road games right in a row, Tennessee, Tampa Bay, and new Orleans before they come back home and play Atlanta and green Bay. You know, some of these defenses have made it pretty damn hard on QBs. So it's not like you're going against the worst defenses in the world, but It's not the best either. Like there are some signs to where maybe Bryce Young and Frank Wright can figure something out here to put some points on the board. I I think what I want to see is just a wild difference in style. Like, can we get guys in motion? Can we get play action rolling? Wes, what was funny is we saw them convert on that first fourth down conversion attempt. And it was a nice bootleg play action where a couple guys were open. And it was funny because it was a good play. We acted like it was from a different planet. <laughs> it's
2: like a play action boot. What? And oh, it had yeah, great this success is awesome. Because the run game had been having success up to that point. Wait, we had two open options.
5: You could have thrown it to Tommy Treble and still picked up the fourth down with ease. What is this? What is this magic you speak of? <laughs> and that's what it felt like watching that play be that wide open. But how many other times did we do it? Wes, why aren't they going to motion as much? Because so many of the great offenses use it, but then Frank Reich doesn't. And I wonder if it's just because it's a lot for rookie QB to handle, you know, is too much movement, just more on your plate for a QB that you're trying to simplify things for, despite you drafting him for being so smart in the first place. I just, I want to know why the top offenses are doing a few things and why Carolina can't take some of the things that seem a little easier to implement within
2: your offense. And yet they just refuse to do so. Uh, I think some of it is a respect level because when you motion for sure, you want to make the defense declare pre-snap. And so if you're not having much success running or, Whatever the case may be, if the defense doesn't respect it, they could be in a zone or whatever the case, and they could just be saying it doesn't matter what they do, we're not going to fall into their shifts because a lot of times you're trying to dictate the defense. If you're one of the teams that has a quarterback that plays upper echelon type football, then you're saying, all right, I saw an emotion that he did this, so it's probably this. Because defenses can still switch up on you once the ball is snapped. We know that. But I think that's the main thing. Uh, I think that, for one, they just feel like maybe Bryce isn't equipped enough to be able to handle that. But then I would think that with a young quarterback, you would want a little bit more motion to help him kind of discern what's going on pre-snap. So I'm not sure why they don't do a whole heck of a lot of that. And even play action, I guess play action is more so because they want Bryce
5: Young in the gun all the time. And and you got to be able to run the ball well. Well, you do. And they showed it against Dallas. Yes. They were absolutely effective enough to run mm-hmm. play action frequently. And I go back to a segment that NFL Live did, I think very early in the year, maybe even the offseason, Wes, where, you know, play action. It's still working at a pretty high level. I don't think it's as successful as it was maybe last year. I think maybe even it might be up, but it's still successful for these offenses. And I think as a defender, what they were discussing is that it's so hard to see what the QB is going to do when your back is turned. Whereas if you're shotgun and you have play action where you fake the handoff, then you can see everything in front of you a little easier and then you can react. Whereas if the QB face, you know, faces away, now you can't see the football. So even if you extend it out, the offensive line might be in your way to where you can't see if the running back has it, and it makes you think that just a little bit more to possibly go tackle the running back, but the QB has it, and Lord knows, offensive linemen like you, QB, they know every millisecond matters in the pocket. And so I wonder if that's something that does affect Frank Reich more, um, if, if there's any thought to that with any of these offenses that do implement that more. It just doesn't feel creative. And, you know, here we are with the worst offense in the league.
2: Because the thing is about it, you know, you want to rock them to sleep. And so, you know, the Panthers this week, we talked about how they went to more two tight end formations and they ran the ball effectively out of that. But that's not what they do all the time. Now, if you're back there in the gun and you are running the ball effectively through that, now you can start to do some of that stuff. That's what we see a lot in college football. But if the Panthers were primarily an under the center team, and then you have success running the ball, then I think play action will work a heck of a lot better.
5: Last thing, how much of of like the the lack of you know five step even seven step dropbacks, you know from under center? It's like, well, you can't because you don't have enough time mm-hmm. for Bryce Young. Yeah. So that's just not even a part of the equation.
2: No, it's it's not a part of the equation, man. Because like I said, that tackle, man, especially that seven step drop. You lose a step, it's over with. Yeah, especially when he completes that drop, that back.
5: Well, Wes, and even more so,
2: even the tackle.
5: If it was the tackles that were the biggest problem, then you could step up in the pocket. Even with Bryce Young being short... You could still step up in the pocket. It's all bad. But you can't step up. Yeah, it's all bad. On that Sullivan throw I just talked about, Bozeman got beat of Michael Parsons up in front. I'm not saying it's the easiest assignment in the world, but there's just no step-up ability. You have to abandon it, and then it gives you happy feet to where maybe you feel shadow pressure. Yeah. And then you abandon. Yeah, it's it's a mess.
1: You can hear Wes and Walker live and local every weekday afternoon from noon to three. Sit tight and stay locked because instant replay continues next. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNC. The exclusive home
5: of
4: the Charlotte Sports Fan. McDonald's is not new to chicken.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: This is Instant Replay on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Earlier this afternoon on The Kyle Bailey Show...
7: We are on the precipice, the eve of the 21st annual WFNZ Street Turkeys presented by Ram Pavement uh, at the Doghouse, powered by Jack Daniels, broadcasting live from 6 a.m. tomorrow morning until 6 p.m. on this show. It's all brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of North Carolina, TR Lawing, and One Cloud. Uh, we work in partnership with the Second Harvest Food Bank of Metrolina and Loaves and Fishes Friendship Trays to provide meals to families over the holiday and beyond. We are at the corner of Menton and Moorhead and invite you to come out as always every single year to donate frozen turkeys canned food box goods and of course monetary donations we got to hit that $40,000 mark this year y'all we have to uh, we got to hit the $40,000 mark and beyond if we can and you can start today by texting street turkeys all one word capitalization doesn't matter you text street turkeys to 44321 that's street turkeys to 44321 you can start now if you want to but uh, we're going to raise some money tomorrow and we're going to hit $40,000 this is not as I say every year, kittens for mittens, right? I sympathize with cats with cold feet, but this is a, a real philanthropic effort to feed your neighbors in the Charlotte area this holiday season. Families that need it, you can make a direct impact. Five bucks buys about 30 pounds of food for a family in need. Five dollars. You skip the extra craft beer. At the bar tomorrow night, you can make a big difference. So come on out. 21st, the 21st consecutive year, we've made a massive impact in our community. We hope that you'll help us do it again. Let's talk some college football with Michael Felder, college football analyst with Stadium, former Tar Heel defensive back, and always an East Mech Eagle in his heart. He's back with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. What's up, Bubba? How are you? Happy early Thanksgiving.
8: Yo, I'm the I'm tired right now, man. Your boy's busy. I'm raking between raking leaves and getting everything ready for Thanksgiving. I am, woo, yeah. I just thought about that. You
7: do you do all of the Thanksgiving cooking in your house? You probably demand to do all of the cooking in your house, don't you?
8: That's, yeah, that's the thing. I demand to do all of it, and uh, my dad's going to bring some stuff over. But at the end of the day, I like I got a through line, right? Like when you when you make your own stock, that stock is what carries through your greens, your potatoes, your gravy, your 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 uh, uh your your dressing. It carries through everything, including your turkey. And so you want to do everything yourself.
7: Oh man, <laughs> good for you. Good for you. All right, so we got a lot of ground to cover. Let's get to it. Uh, Clemson beat Carolina Saturday. Uh, the Clemson defense stifled Drake May in so much as a defense can do that, and uh, Clemson is rolling right now, three straight wins. What's the moral of the story?
8: I mean, they're 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 good. They are a good football team that just couldn't figure out who they were for the first half of the season in terms of their offense, and it took them a long time to figure it out, and then they finally they got together, but at the end of the day, their defense is good. Uh, Cade is good. They're just not as good as they have been before. And I think Clemson and Oklahoma, to me, honestly, are parallels, right? Those are avatars of each other where we're not going to go to the playoff, but we are still better than almost every team in our conference.
7: Yeah. I mean, the the thing is, they're good. And the the other fun thing I think about this narrative as a non-Clemson fan, Mike, is that they, they showed us again Saturday. There's a lot of young talent on that roster that's coming back yeah. next year. So if they were to come back next year and have a real bounce back season with some of that young talent that he, you know, recruited and didn't just pluck out of the transfer portal, that guy's going to be insufferable next year. You know it?
8: Oh yeah. It's going <laughs> <hard. laughs> to be, it's going to be, it's going to be real hard. Like once these guys, like because here's the thing, they didn't know what they had in Mafa, right? No. So that's a problem. And then Shipley, once they realize they can move Shipley around a little bit, that's a problem. And and, and if Shipley doesn't have to be, you know, and I listen, shout out to Shipley. He's a kid from the 704. Like, if he doesn't have to be their go-to every down back and he gets to move around and you can you can run him inside, but the goal is for him to get outside, like, that's a different thing. And, by the way, I don't know if anybody wanted to tackle for UNC anyways because, goodness gracious, it's a lot of reach. And guess what? Shipley teaches when you do that.
3: I like
7: that. All right, um, Mac Brown's coming back next year. Just for the the Tar Heels fans out there that uh, either feel some kind of way about it or just don't know enough about next year to to form an opinion. The post-Drake May era, Mac's coming back. What does next year's squad look like in your eyes?
8: Man, it's going to be – it might be – Remember when NC State won? What was that? Two, three years? You know, NC State won um, nine games, and then they were like, "What happens next? We can next year we're going to compete." And then you're like, oh, "No, not that." <laughs> so I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a rough year. I think North Carolina's in, like they're like how much, how much of Connor Harrell have we seen? We haven't seen much of him at all. No, right? So I, I think this is a team that and. Sure, maybe you do have, maybe Tez does come back, maybe um, uh, J.J. Jones comes back, uh, Blackwell's back, but at the end of the day, this is going to be, it's going to be a rough year, because you're not going to have the juice that you had. The good thing is, you're going to have to lean, I guess you're going to have to lean on uh, Amari, which is going to be, I mean, that's that's going to be a completely different team in terms of makeup, especially when you're going to lose Roland Spencer or Spencer Roland and, and Willie, uh, and you're going to lose, uh, like their offensive line is experienced. They got three grad guys on this offensive line. When you lose those guys, you don't get the run game that you have right now.
7: Michael Felder with us on the body works plus guest hotline. Um, NC state. I want, I want to go there. They, um, they throttled my Hokie Saturday in Blacksburg. It was a really impressive performance. And, and look, I, I, it is what it is. I'm hoping for bowl eligibility as, a, as an alum this week. I, this, this season has been an improvement, but for NC state, I want to focus on them because I mean, Dave Doran, I don't know how you feel about this. He told me on the show two weeks ago, this is the hardest he's ever coached in his career. And I think it's showing, um, you know, to go back and forth at the quarterback position, to deal with some of the injuries, to overcome what they have. What do you say about this season for NC state?
8: I think it's a win. Like I, I like that's the that's the thing for me. Like this is a team we're talking about. We just talk about UNC season being a little bit of a disappointment, and now we're talking about NC State, and we're like, he said this is the hardest he's ever coached. Um, I'll relate it to this for you, Bailey. Um, I think that there's different types of coaches. Nick Saban. This is probably the hardest Nick Saban has coached in a decade. Yeah, and he likes it. It turns him on. He really enjoys
7: it. I'm going to spit coffee all over my screen.
8: (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't. (laughs) But you understand what I'm saying, right?
7: Yeah, no, I do. I do. That's why I almost spit coffee all over my screen, because you're absolutely right. And I get the exact same sense with Dave Dorn.
8: Same. Yeah, he's like, no, this is what I want. This is why I got in business, was to do this. This is my kink. This is what, yes, this is his kink. He loves this. He's like, yo. I'm, listen, this is a, you know what it's like? It's like a guy, like he's just like finding ways to like make things work. And I love that. And so to watch them see a problem, solve a problem, I say this to my daughter all the time. My daughter's five. She's five. And every, every time we fix something or every time we solve something, you see a problem, you solve a problem. That's coaching. And he's getting to do that this year. So for me, I think that he's, I think he's more invigorated, and I think he's going to not just stay, but he's excited for this weekend because I'll listen. Before you even ask me the question, I think they win on Saturday.
7: You do? You think they win yeah. Saturday?
8: Yeah.
7: Yes, sir. Yeah. It, it I mean look it for a lot of reasons. It it does feel like that. It really does. Um let let's talk about a couple of things before I let you go here. Michael Felder, former Tar Heel defensive back, East Mac Eagle, college football analyst with Stadium. He's with us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Follow him on the socials at in the bleachers. It's at in the bleachers. Um what how does the committee tonight treat Florida State and can Tate Roadmaker keep the uh keep the engine going in Florida State and Tallahassee?
8: I don't know. I have no clue. And that's my like, that's it's terrifying, right? So because the two examples that I have in my mind are JT Barrett when he went down, and what they had to figure out with Cardell Jones coming in, and then um, for, and I know we're ACC market, so we're more a little more college football based, but Kenyon Martin when Kenyon Martin was at Cincinnati, he got hurt before they made selections. And he got hurt before Selection Sunday, and they still got a one seed. Uh, Ohio State still got into the playoff without JT Barrett uh, after he went down. So I don't know what they do. And the problem is, I think they can beat Florida. This is, by the way, this Florida Florida State game is going to be insane because Graham Mertz is also out. So we're not even getting an accurate representation of what Florida is. Yeah. Without like we're not getting an accurate representation of that. So Louisville Louisville to me is that I'm I don't know what they're gonna do with Florida State, but Louisville sitting in the catbird seat of like, hey man, maybe we can get in. We're in the top ten right now and we have a chance. And maybe that makes them play a little bit more, a little bit harder, a little bit faster. They gotta be Kentucky obviously. But this is going to be a nightmare, and the, the selection committee will find out tonight how they value Florida State. We've already seen Florida State be devalued already. They're, they've been sitting in the four spot, nonstop, waiting for somebody to jump over them. But, ooh, ooh, if Louisville jumps them and you get you know a couple other dominoes falling, Louisville, they could be sitting there like, hey, buddy, look at us.
7: Yeah, they could. Yeah, they could. Hey, Mike, uh, I'm up against this. The so last thing, and I'll let you go. I, I, we can't mm-hmm. not talk about the uh, the Palmetto State clash between the Clemson Tigers and the South Ooh. Carolina Gamecocks. Um, somehow, someway, Smoke arrived at the conclusion yesterday that despite Clemson being on a, just a tear right now, that South Carolina is going to upset them on Saturday. I see a path for that to happen, but I, I just can't in good conscience pick the Gamecocks going into this Saturday.
8: Where are you? Ain't no chance. Okay. Not after last year, right? No shot. No shot. It's not going to happen. Listen, after last year, they will not lose this football game. If I'm a betting man, go ahead, Moneyline, and go ahead, Clemson, because it ain't playing
7: There you go. My man gets right to the point. No need wasting words. That's Michael Felder for you, by the way. uh, Following our Nick Saban, Dave Dorn exchange, I I got maybe the nicest text, the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me, Mike. Um, They said, Logo 704 texted the show and said, the way that this show is immature and professional at the same time should be studied. And I kind of want that on my tombstone or at least like the cover art for this show's podcast. Like the way this show is immature and professional at the same time should be studied. I can't imagine somebody saying a nicer thing to me.
8: There we go. Hey, listen, all we do, we put we put money in the bank, baby. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, brother. We'll talk to you next week. Same to you. Take it easy. You
1: tuned in to Instant Replay. When the audio was so good, it has to be heard again. Only on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.
3: The exclusive home of the Charlotte Sports Fan.